windows. The Bucks got all the right steps in Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys and girls. Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Sandos and the sidekick back with you on another glorious day. It is a Tuesday, which means the angriest man on the planet who was ranting earlier today. I don't think he stopped ranting, so I don't know how the segment's going to go. And he's going to go on a little bit earlier today. He's segment two, uh, Daniel Hooker. We hope he's supposed to get out of a meeting in time. He is the uh, assistant athletic director for sports information. His main sport is football. He also does color on the Catamount Sports Network and has been there since pretty much a student in the mid-'90s. So no one knows more about um, – I think the cat amounts that Daniel Hooker would. Yeah, he's that's you fair. except in Cullaway. Yeah, uh, uh, and he's got a beard, so that's even better than uh, is than it you shaved? Yeah, well, definitely better. Is it shaved? No, he's got he's got more of a neck like beard. Yours. No, oh, okay. he doesn't have the chin strap going. He's got more of a neck beard going, like uh, more of a who who in Kem Brown type beard, where he's got the big neck beard in our office. Trey Adams so. down in the studio earlier, and we'll talk to him on the top twenty-five in the last segment, I believe, when we go over the FCS yes. top twenty-five. He was absolutely shredding neck beards earlier today so when we bring him on I'll be interested to hear and maybe I hope he doesn't interrupt our interview with Daniel Hooker to talk about how much he hates neck beards hopefully he can save that till the end of the show but I'm curious about why he feels neck beards are so much worse than other beards but uh, is it because I, he can't grow facial hair uh he does but it's very spotty that's what I'm saying like yeah. his neck beard would be brutal because of all that. And I don't know how I got on that. Yeah. Uh, what else we got on the show? So we got Top 25. We got Angry Man. We've got Daniel Hooker talking Western Carolina as we get prepared for try to turn the page. But before we turn the page yeah. on the game against the Wofford Terriers, I know you have some more sound bites from uh, head coach Randy Sanders. Yeah, yesterday from his Monday press conference, he had a uh, plethora of things to say, a bevy of things, uh, if you prefer. And uh, the first was this. I don't necessarily think it's discipline because I don't, I don't think we're an undisciplined team at all right now. We're still uh, – I think we're still adjusting to what I am expecting a little bit, asking of them what the staff is asking of our guys. Wofford was a good environment, good football team. Sometimes when, you, when you're playing against guys that are big, strong, and fast, sometimes your mind gets to thinking about the wrong thing sometimes. I, I think that was the case. You know, they, they're a very veteran football team, a lot of juniors and seniors, a lot of guys that's been in the weight room for – Three, four, five years. You know, not that we haven't been in the weight room, but we haven't been in it like they have. Give us a couple more years, we'll <clears throat> we'll be there, but we weren't there yet. So that was talking about why penalties seem to just kind of crop up out of nowhere. Why were these mistakes all of a sudden an issue on Saturday against Wofford when for not the entire rest of the season because we're averaging about you know five, six penalties a game, which is by no means egregious, but then just had some strange penalties that we talked about yesterday on the show, the pre-snaps and the 15-yarders, stuff that really hurt ETSU. And that was Coach Sanders' reasoning behind it when you're against a bigger, stronger, faster team. Where does your mind go? I guess I wouldn't have any idea. Uh, you, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation either. I mean, many are bigger and stronger and faster than both you and me, but on a football field, I've never been in that situation. So that's what Coach Sanders had to say. What your takeaways from that? Well, I, I think the, the big thing goes to the pre-snap because there's things in the game where a hold or a questionable, uh, you know. That'll happen. Yeah, they're 50-50 calls. So some pass interference, some holdings where you could argue the typical uh, a referee could call it on every single play. There's some things in there where you're like, oh, okay. Uh, and, and there's things where, like, maybe it was smart to take a 15-yard penalty at, on a pass interference as opposed to giving up a touchdown. So there's different things you could justify. But pre-snaps are tough because – you had one job, right? You know, and I know you're looking at your assignment, but, but you can't do anything until the ball snaps. So if you're doing that stuff, or uh, for an example, wide receivers moving forward, there were not enough guys on the line. The 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 center didn't snap it on the snap count. The 
that trying to check out of a play and the ball snap. There's many things. Uh, I think that one time the whole right side of the offensive line moved before the ball was snapped. So when you talk about that, I think that's what he's talking That's the mental aspect of it where you're starting to think about you're overthinking maybe your assignment because things didn't go well in the previous play. You didn't concentrate on what your assignment was on that play. you know. And so you're letting the last play beat you. We've heard him say don't let week eight determine you having a loss in week nine. Well, same thing. Don't let the last play determine having another negative play. And I think that's more what he's talking about when, you, when you're talking about a veteran team because they, they wash that away, right? Wofford had a, had a pre-snap uh, penalty. Maybe they come back and, and, and they don't compound it. Now they happen to do so on the safety, but you take that out, and if they did have a penalty, they were able to make up some ground and, and get going. I thought the end of the soundbite was interesting, talking about Wofford being just stronger and being in the weight room more, and he said, give us a couple of years, we're going to be there. I think Wofford's bigger and stronger and in the weight room more, quote-unquote, whatever Coach Sanders was referencing with that, because, of course, we know that ETSU has been in the weight room. Maybe just Wofford has a bigger um, class of kid. They just recruit larger people for that offense and for their defense that is so strong and fast, but I think ETSU fans would be absolutely thrilled if in a couple of years they are right there with Wofford because there's not many teams in the country that are going to have as big and strong a kids as Wofford. Well, the one thing is when you're, you've are you been in the playoffs, you've been in, you know, think about a couple of years ago, they were in the semifinals and had really Youngstown State beat uh, in overtime and let one slip away from getting to the national championship game. You can bring in a higher level kids than when you're near the bottom of the league. You're winning a couple games a year. You're just starting the program. So I, I think that the argument there is really not that the guys aren't working. It's that the fact that the guys that they got started at a different spot than where ETSU players have. Just bigger in general. That being said, I, I, I don't think there was a tremendous gap. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, I didn't feel like there was a huge gap whatsoever. Offensive line-wise, I think there was a, a still a gap. But you're still talking about – and I said, I've said this from the beginning of the year, the two best defensive lines in the Southern Conference were ETSU and Wofford. The best defensive player is probably Miles Brown of Wofford. Uh, I think Austin Herrick even said as much yesterday as well. Uh, I think Nasir Player is right there with him, and they're both on the Buck Buchanan list. So that tells you in the nation that they're getting uh, respect. But Miles Brown was a preseason All-American. You know, Nasir Player was a preseason All-Conference guy. But Brown has been seen as an All-American type candidate because he's already 320 pounds. Mm. He's just a junior. It's his third year start. He started against the Bucks as a freshman at three three bills. Wow. Nasir Player came in about 230. So just and bigger, right? I mean, he came in at two thirty. He's two seventy-five now, yeah. and certainly makes money. But that's what I think it's coming from: is that they've started at a different position more than ETSU hasn't hit the weight. Well, in talking about the progress that ETSU maybe has made, you can talk to this perfectly. The first time ETSU played Wofford versus this year, twenty eighteen. I'm sure the size difference, even on ETSU's side, is tremendous, considering that when. 2015 came around, and of course they played it first in 2016, but 2015 came around, there weren't a lot of big guys on the roster in general. Oh, and, and that argument is you're talking about 18, 19-year-old kids that are 250, 260 going against grown men that yeah. are 23, 22, 23 years old that had had four or five years. That's a whole different animal. That's the one area I think offensive and defensive line where true freshmen, unless you're a special kid, they're going to struggle. They're just not there yet physically. I mean, you could be a skilled player and be a freshman. You could be a quarterback, be a, a freshman. You could be a point guard. You could be a power forward. But as physicality goes, I think the toughest thing uh, for a true freshman to do is be on that offensive and def- the interior line, whether you're on offense or defense. And I bring up that point just to underscore the fact that all that progress being made in two years, it's not to say in another couple of years, like Randy Sanders said, that you can't make even bigger jumps and get to that size that Wofford is at. This is an interesting soundbite, just talking about football being a game of inches, and that's maybe a cliche, but Coach Sanders talked about one play in particular where he saw on ETSU's offensive side they had a chance to make a big difference. Games usually turn on just a few plays, and you never know when that play is going to happen, and you never know uh, who who's going to make the play. You know, there's no saying the play doesn't care who makes it. It, it doesn't matter. You know, that one of the runs there while we were backed up, Quay was so close to coming out of there, and it would have probably been a 30, 40-yard run. They have a guy that's able to reach out and get his hand on, on his foot and kind of trip him up. We gained four or five yards, but it really should have been a 30- or 40-yard run. That's a great tribute to, to their guy for making that play, but it's also a little bit of an indictment on us on not blocking him better than we did. It's one of those rare occasions you guess exactly right as a play caller on what you're going to get. We got it. Had the perfect play, and it was just uh, so close. But that's 
that's football. That, that's where we're at. And you always hear about the game of inches. Well, that's, that's the inches you talk about right there. I don't know if you remember that specific play. I don't off the top of my head. Um, I, I'm sure there were a few of them that you could probably think back to where ETSU had just a chance here, chance there. It's also a game of seconds, a game of reads, a game of looks. And we heard Austin Herrick yesterday in the Monday press conference talk about when he went back and looked at film, he was very upset with himself in particular. We asked him why uh, or how he thought that there were some plays left out in the field in the passing game. Was it receivers? Was it quarterback? Was it a little mix of both? Was it blocking? Did he just not have enough time? And he said, and I don't think we expect anything else from Austin Herrick, but he said, I put a lot of that in myself. You know, I looked back at the film yesterday, and Sunday's a terrible day for us a lot of the times after a loss because you got to go back and rehash all the things you did wrong. And you get a real view into looking at exactly uh, where you did uh, come up short. And for Austin, he thought that there were a lot of chances there, much like we talked about yesterday on the radio broadcast What I was gleaning from your call was that there were some guys downfield he could have hit. So game of inches, game of seconds, game of reads, and everything that went ETSU's way seemed to not last Saturday. Right, and, and Bucks have been playing mistake-free and been making kind of all the right calls. And, uh, you know, I go back to the, the screen pass. Chattanooga kind of set the tone for the game. There was an early screen pass for ETSU. And I, I'm not sure. I, I was trying to lean on Matt Wilgham, the former quarterback. Did the running back sort of outrun the block or did the guard not get out there? But if the guard just kind of gets in the way of the, the, the one linebacker, instead of him making a play really about a two, three-yard gain, there was all kinds of running room. Now, I don't know if he would have scored because it started on ETSU's side of the field, but th- they were 30, 40 yards easily. There was another screen pass where kind of Austin led the running back into the blocker, and it kind of blew up the play again. It was set purpose. So they had three or four screen passes that could have legitimately gone for huge chunk plays. I don't know about touchdowns, but could have gone for huge chunk plays. And one of them, again, I don't know if it was the blocker or the running back. The other one, clearly Austin kind of threw him into the where he shouldn't have, kind of threw him into the blocker. And then at that point in time, the, the running back runs in the blocker, and then everything's just kind of stymied. So there, there's just plays everywhere. The Bucks have been not making those plays. Again, Wofford's one of the better defensive teams. They had a couple of guys that, as Coach stated, just kind of stuck a hand out made a play or just was able to fight through a block and make a play. And we knew yards would be a premium there, but ETSU certainly left some plays on the field, I felt like. So the coaching staff, so did Austin. And it shows that one week can really make a difference because last week Randy Sanders was talking about Quay Holmes taking a screen pass 20 yards instead of 60. And this past week it was getting stopped up you know, around the backfield, couple of yard gain instead of going 30 or 40. So everything just pushed back, including the scoreline, unfortunately, for ETSU. And speaking of changing things in a matter of weeks, Citadel and Wofford, one style of team, no doubt about that, with the option offense, very physical. And this week we're going to see something completely different, and Coach Sanders addressed that. I think probably stylistically it may fit our defense a little better. Their offense is probably way, or is definitely much more similar to what they see from us in practice than what Wofford or Citadel did. So it, it may play into our hands a little bit better that way, but it's a little bit, you know, be careful what you ask for. They, they do have the ability to make plays, and, and whenever you play a quarterback that has the ability to do the things this guy can do, it, it's, it's scary stuff. So we, we don't have to play well. I think there is a little, possibly a little more margin for offensively just because you get the ball a few more times. Uh, hopefully you're not getting it because they're scoring fast. You know, you don't typically have the seven, eight-minute possessions you know, that eat up the clock like what you do from Wofford or Citadel. Certainly going to have uh, – that's the big takeaway yesterday. We were talking with Robert Harper a little bit about, you know, ETSU maybe had about 10 possessions, 11 possessions. Uh, per game uh, in the two previous games when you look at Citadel and Wofford. I mean, they can have upwards of 20 to 25 possessions, so there's going to be a lot of chances to put points up on the board. That being said, they've got to take it just like um, it was in those games where you had to get points on possession because you didn't have that many possessions. This time you're going to have more possessions, so a better chance to score, but you better put points up on the board because at least the one thing Western's going to be able to do, I think even against ETSU's defense, is that they're at least going to get probably three, four scores on the board. Now, whether those are field goals or touchdowns yet to be determined because the Bucks are only averaging giving up 17 points per game uh, defensively in William B. Green Jr. Stadium. But I, I think it's not out of the realm to see uh, Western Carolina maybe get anywhere from 21 to 28 points on the board. Uh, now, if they don't get that, I think ETSU walks away with this game yes. with, a, with a pretty good size victory, to be honest with you. But if Western Carolina can get, you know, 24, 28 points on the board, you know, ETSU trying to get 30 has been, been 
sort of a tough road this year. I mean, only I think one time, right? Gardner Webb's only time mm-hmm. uh, they got over that amount. Yeah, that, so, yeah, that's right. So that's it. So I, I think it's going to be an issue for ETSU. Now, West Carolina is certainly not some of the defenses ETSU's played, certainly. and that's sort of their mo. But they've got the most explosive player in the league. And he gets the ball off the snap, right? He's the quarterback. He can run. He can throw. For a while, I think he was third in the league in passing, and I haven't looked at it recently. He was third in the league in passing but led the league in rushing. I think he (laughs) slipped a little bit to about third or fourth. But think about that. That means he's throwing almost 300 yards a game, and he was rushing over 100 yards a game. So he's by himself 400 yards of total offense. I think I don't want to give away my bold prediction, but if ETSU could – could keep him sort of that 250, 275 range and well over 100 less than what he's been doing. I think I think ETSU, that's a good recipe for success. No one would bite on my question yesterday, whether it be players or Randy Sanders, about if this is a better matchup for ETSU. You could hear Coach Sanders kind of hint at it, maybe for the offense because I'll have more room for error, but do you believe that this matchup more favors ETSU considering that that offense will um, and the schemes are just very similar to what the defense sees in practice and the offense will have some more margin for error? Do you think that this favors ETSU more than the last couple of weeks? Well, I think anytime you play an option attack team, especially the way Citadel and Wofford run it, it's just different. Furman yeah. plays a little bit more balanced and – uh, you could argue Mercer plays a little bit more balanced. Certainly Western would love to be, uh, you know, they want 500 yards of offense. Their goal is 300 passing, 200 rushing. And, but it's a little more traditional. And I think anytime you play more of a traditional, it's just a better matchup. Probably anybody wants to say it or not because it's just odd playing those options, the less possessions. It's just a different game. And so I, I think any team that's not playing those type teams would say that it's a better matchup just for the simple reason that they're probably going against something somewhat similar to what they run themselves. You ready for I'm action? Not, I'm not. Early, early angry man today, Daniel <laughs> We don't Hooker. even get to warm up, really. Daniel Hooker's supposed to be here about 11.30, so angry man's coming up on this side of the timeout. Santo Sidekick, don't forget to download SoundCloud, iTunes. You can subscribe to RSS feed, the Santo Sidekick on Buccaneers Worth Network. Congrats, you made it. Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day, you took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1 million. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate e-checking account at Citizens Bank. I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much-needed bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate e-checking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member FDIC. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! Are you having fun at bad time? Mm, you smell fresh as spring. Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go of the cart. No. Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. 
When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Yo, can I get a... Ah! Hey, 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 I've got to recover from this to have our guest from Western Carolina on. We got to get serious after so, that. Uh, so we got to we, we got to crank it up. We got to tear it down. We got to come back. But Angry Man is in the studio, and I've been told through a text message that he is angrier than usual. Angry Man, I would ask how you're doing, but I already didn't know. Guys, the last 24 hours, it really got me going. I'm ticked off. You know what? You know what gets me going? Why do people block major intersections? During the afternoon, when it's busy on the roadways, and you can't move. They block the lanes for about five to ten minutes, and you can't. You just sit there, and you can't move. Then on the way home, the other intersection's blocked. What are you doing blocking the roads during key times of the day? Block it at night or block it in the morning. Then from there, after you're already ticked off, you get behind slow cars on two two-lane roads in the country, and you can't pass them, and you hope that they turn off, but no, they're going the same way you're going, and they don't get out of the way. From there, blocking off roads to ruin my routine in the morning. Why are you blocking off roadways during critical parts of the day to get work done? Do it late at night or do it in the morning. From there, cars that block the intersection, and you can't get through, and then they look at you, or they're afraid to look at you, because they know they're, you're in the wrong. Don't block the roadways so you can let other cars pass through. Have common de- decency there. Cars that break through green lights in the intersection. What are you doing? Green means go. Don't break. Keep going. <laughs> Is he breathing? No, I'm not. <laughs> I can literally hear the drool coming out of his mouth uh, right now. That is salivating at this start. chance. I don't. Oh, I, I don't. got more. I got oh more. Oh my! Go ahead, please. Cars that narrow lanes that get get in your lane, and two lane roads, and then they look at you and they look up and are about to hit you. It's your fault. Keep in your lane and watch where you're going so you don't get hit. Now, angry man, I know where you live, and that's not a threat. That's just a fact. Uh, and you do live next to you take away home that is extremely extremely dangerous and the fact that there are not more crashes on the route that you take is amazing to me because narrow roads are and this is especially narrow they're just a death trap waiting to happen i mean are they not like especially with the narrowness that is on your route home i'm terrified whenever i go and venture to uh, the Angry Man household because you never know what's coming over any of the rolling hills that are on the way. No, you're right. I am shocked that at least a couple times a week there are not some bad accidents because there are horrible drivers out there that don't stay in their lanes. They're either texting or they're just daydreaming, and all of a sudden they look up and they're like, oh, I'm coming right at you. Yeah, pay attention, driver, and stay in your lane. If you text on a narrow road, you should be thrown in jail for a minimum of six months. I agree. And give a $2,000, $5,000, $10,000 fine. Wow. Say, hey, you're putting other people's lives in danger. That was your choice. Your text message can wait. And I'm not usually that guy that's like, oh, yeah, don't text and drive. It's obviously a good idea to not do it's that. A but great I, idea, sidekick. But, but don't I, do it at all. But I have been guilty of that. I'm just going to own up and say I've been guilty of that. But on roads like that, there is no excuse. There I tried. important enough. I Pull try, off the road. I tried to teach Angry Man how to voice to text. It did not go well. That's why I just drive, and then when you get there, take care of your business. Voice to text, text message, it all doesn't work. Put pen in two and drive your car. I I think the last, and it's been a a while, about a month since he's rode with me, but I think um, 
I think somebody had sent something to me, and then I I, I just, you know, hey, whatever, Siri, text so-and-so, whatever. And he was like, how do you do that? And I'm like, well, you just hold the button. And he literally could not figure it out. And then I was like, oh, just don't worry about it. Just, if that doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But that way I don't ever have to look up or uh, do whatever. You can just hit the button, say whatever, it sends it, and then you can go. Now, if it's a long te- – now, usually it's like uh, – I don't know, like if your wife says, hey, on the way you, home. yeah, your wife, can you pick we'll up milk on the, the way store, home? Yeah. Text my wife, yes, or whatever. You, I mean, there, I, it's not like you're doing paragraphs of things that need to be done. That's another thing. Here, here's uh, Angry Man. If a grown man sends another grown man a lot of text messages, when's the cutoff <laughs> point? Because my thing is like three. You get three. You can send me back and forth three. We're not dating. I don't need to go over all this other stuff. If, you, if it's that important, call me. Let's. Let's talk about it, get it over with. But my over-under on me. texting. What year are you living in? Call me. Text you know what, what year what, Who texted? Are you a little girl? Are you going to, oh, oh, this? Are you I don't want to talk to you. I don't, I I don't talk- want to text you. I don't want to text See, I you. I think talking is more intimate than texting. I don't want to. Listen, if it's that quick, and here's another thing, and then something's always lost in the text. It never yeah. fails. They'll send something, and you're like, what do you mean? And then you spend more time trying to text instead of calling and say, hey, I just needed you to work on this. Go. And well, that's it. Well, when you have as terrible of, of texting routine as you do, and you can't spell any words right or use punctuation, of course there's going to be things lost in translation. I mean, well, yeah, you but, pick up the phone and call them, and nothing's lost. Angry man, though, you're a big texter, so you can't even get in on this conversation, really. You'd prefer to text. I prefer to have clear line of communication. And if that involves picking up the phone, pick up the phone and get it done. And to be fair, myself and Angry Man are never on the same page when we're texting. It is a breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. It's horrible. Because you're not smart, sidekick. Get on my level. (laughs) Wow. I am hot down here in the studio. Where is the AC at? I am human. And you know what gets me mad? When people think it's 50 degrees and it's cold out. It is not cold. Quit your complaining. Yeah, that's me. That's on me. And I'm He's from Minnesota. Exactly. I've gone gone soft. I won't won't dispute that. I won't disagree. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that I'm soft when it comes to temperature. I mean, I never dress for the conditions. Look what I'm wearing today. I mean, this is a women's medium polo without a a collar. It's an extra small. What are you you kidding? (laughs) Schmedium. So what would... Women's schmedium. I still don't understand why that's funny. It's schmedium. I I guess I don't really get it. But it's uh, extra schmedium? Is that that what that would be? Mm -mm. It's 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 in between small and medium. I understand. I just don't know why it's Mm -hmm. funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, because you need a bigger shirt, you're a grown I'm man. A polo today. I'm not complaining. It's gold. Angry man, have a grown man. Have you ever met a driver that you have liked aside from yourself? No, no, because no one knows how to drive except for me. And it, <laughs> it, they don't. I don't know where people learn how to drive. It gets me going, and I know it's been a constant theme, but it's true. Every time you're on the road, you run into something that ticks you off. I will say this, angry man, I, I got, uh, can you confirm this? Somebody sent me a video who was in the vehicle with you in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and you turned on campus, and apparently when you hit uh, Fraternity Row, there were like 27 expletives of you going crazy <laughs> on the wa- the good folks uh, down at Wofford. Can you confirm that that is a true story? That is very true because they jump out in front of your vehicles acting like they own the the campus, and they don't pay attention to their surroundings. Now, to be fair, Angry Man, you are a guest on that campus. I don't care. Respect me. We're the visitors. <laughs> Do you think he cares? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Just stating your facts. Moment, I really wanted to kick the Terrier's butt, but it didn't happen. So now I'm more pissed. All right, so we're talking on uh, uh, Angry Man here on our normal TikTok Tuesday segment uh, a little early because Daniel Hooker, West Carolina, is going to join us here in a few minutes, and we'll talk to him about the game. We'll get back into that. So let's transition slightly into sports and uh, what has ticked you off over the weekend because I know something had to have. You know what ticks me off in sports? When, you're, when your team loses and the head coach can come on and say that your quarterback played great and he went 26 for 50 with two bad interceptions and you lost the game. These are NFL players. They're professionals that get paid millions. Get from the media and tell it how it is. That's why I love Randy Sanders. He's honest with you. Doesn't sugarcoat it and tells you what needs to be said. Take a message, Van Nagy. Learn from it because you're horrible. And Trubisky's garbage. (laughs) So in case you weren't sure what team he was talking about. Yeah. 
There you go. Now, does it bother you that the end of each half that Trubisky was able to pad some stats? Uh, so no, don't tr- get me started on the first okay. half. You have the okay. 40-yard line, and you can't go to the end zone? What kind of play call is that? You're not going to score on a little pass and hope that you get a penalty? How many times do you see a flag thrown at the end of a half? It, had, it rarely happens. Get to the end zone, because look what happened at the end of the game, and you fall a yard short. Mitch Trubisky got me 39 fantasy points this week, so I Who thought he cares? played pretty well. They lost. <laughs> I thought he played pretty well. Did you win this week? I don't win any week. Exactly. In so it I'm doesn't so matter, sidekick. Uh, it wasn't Trubisky's fault they lost, though. I mean, the no, you the, know whose fault it is. It's your fault for drafting bad players. Oh, I didn't draft him. I picked him up. He was a free agent. He was a, he was a bye week fill in. Well, you uh, picked him up. It's your fault. Hey, he got thirty nine points. That was my fault. That was, that was a great fill in. All right, I think uh, Daniel Hooker's trying to call in there. Uh, Trey Adams, if he's in the studio, you're really gonna have him follow them up. Come on, this needs to be longer. Uh, I don't. Listen, I feel I'll, great now for letting all this out. Spin off, spin off, angry man, spin off. That's what I'm sensing. I I can't do this every day. No, I, I mean I, no. Can, I mean no. He can have his own one hour show once yeah. a week, but I literally cannot do this. Every I think day. it would be just, an hour long show once a week would be perfect for angry. I man. think we need to have what is my blood pressure after every segment? Yes, is there? That, 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 do you have any like vein out of your neck? We need like a sponsor like for that, or someone to come in and take like, like a medical company come in and take like your blood gonna, pressure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, can you do that yourself? Yeah, we can do the pulse or something like that. And put it on. I'd really? love to know what it is right now. It's, it's got to be skyrocketing. Today's been the angriest I've been, and I'm still mad. I need to keep going. <laughs> well, Angry Man, after Daniel Hooker is in there and we're done with the show, maybe you can go down and yell into the microphone some more. We won't be there to assist you, but you could just go down and, and yell and, and get some more of that out, and I'm sure it would be very cathartic. It makes me feel better, so thanks, guys, for having me on. Thanks, Angry Man. All right, Angry Man. We got to get to uh, Daniel Hooker on the other side of this time out talking ETSU West Carolina. Santos in the sidekick. Don't forget to download SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe to the RSS feed. We're back with more after this on Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics, Go Bucks! The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's Restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 12 16 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Wendy's has an all-new... You had me at Wendy's. Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You had me at bacon. Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You had me at Sawsome. It's called the Sawsome Bacon Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start? Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo. Huh, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulligan Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulligan's prefinished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulligan Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. 
Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, dopey. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640, the extreme sports monster. Sandos and the sidekick back with you. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Subscribe to the RSS feed. That way you get the daily update every time the show is uploaded. As always, we try to have somebody from the opposing broadcast team join us, but we actually get an extra special guest because Daniel Hooker's on the phone. He's the assistant athletic director for media relations, so he is the main communications guy for football. He's involved in all the broadcasts that go to Western Carolina. And similar to me, uh, he's been with the program uh, as a student and been with them for uh, close to about 20 years now. So he knows about everything about Western Carolina, as you can expect. And I know he left the meeting early, which I, I know he's feeling bad about that. I got him out of that. But, uh, Daniel, thanks for taking the time, buddy. How's Cullowee treating you? Well, man, another day here in paradise and uh, looking forward to a trip up uh, I-26 this weekend. Well, instead of a couple years ago where you had to play in the great uh, last great Coliseum of Bristol Motor Speedway, you get a chance to check out William B. Green Jr. Stadium. And for the Catamounts, right, got off to a, a quick start and a quick 3-0 and uh, start to the season. And then really a, a couple of bumps in the road, a couple of competitive games, and, and similar to, to ETSU, a couple that uh, really weren't. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head there. You know, obviously a great start for our program, best since 1976, and we jump out 3-0. and And a lot of people were surprised by that fact. Oh, wow, first time we've been 3-0. and So, well, you got to think about it. How many times did, in the first you know, first month of the season are you playing one of those guarantee games that, that uh, are tough to get wins in uh, for, for, for FCS teams? But, uh, but yeah, you know, obviously we, we've hit uh, the bump in the road, uh, the four-game slide right now, and, uh, you know, it, winning hides a lot of things. And uh, when your offense is putting up video game numbers, that can hide some things as well. And we've had, uh, you know, offense has been really strong. Defense is young, but uh, it's starting to grow up a little bit. And, uh, you know, you got growing pains whenever you get uh, teams that are trying to grow up and you're trying to replace some, some guys off of defense. You, know, you got linebackers replacing – you got role players or linebackers replacing guys that were role players that grew up. And you replaced a guy like Daniel Riddle on defense who had, you know, third and all-time in school history in tackles. Uh, you're going you're gonna to have to – find somebody to replace him that, that can can step into that role and uh, we're, we're finding them it's just taking us some time but uh you know and our conference has been very competitive i mean i think our conference has been stood on its ear this year with the the favorites weren't weren't the favorites and now the favorites are playing like favorites and and uh i think everybody in the league is thrilled with what you guys have been doing there in johnson city uh you look around and seeing the way the bucks have been playing and and uh, i think we all have said you know coach spear will, will repeat that he said you know, after playing last year in a game that the final score in our ma- our matchup was not indicative of the way that game went, um, but it's a team that you could tell building self on on a strength on a defense and and uh, some solid players on offense, and all of a sudden you're you're sitting there tied first place in the league. You mentioned the video game numbers, and uh, I mean you're averaging close to Western Carolina close to 300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing. But the impressive thing to me, and I know. Um, some quarterbacks getting a lot of love, especially look at Devlin Hodges. He chunks it around. You look at Reese Udensky, he said breaking all kinds of records at VMI. And then you got the two quarterbacks in, in Jordan Black and Joe Newman and what they do at the option. But the most dynamic guy, let's just be honest, in the league is Tyree Adams. And he catches a snap. You don't know if he's going to throw it, he's going to run it. But the one thing you do know, it's going to be an adventure when he touches the football. Yeah, I don't think he knows sometimes what he's going to do with it once he gets the football <laughs> in his hands. It's just a matter of uh... – uh, making plays, and that's what he does. And he is a competitor. Uh, I think he gets an IV of Red Bull every morning because he is just a guy that is full of energy, enjoying life, enjoying playing the game of football. You know, and wasn't a highly recruited quarterback. That's what's crazy about the the fact is the fact that he came here uh, what three four years ago and was not a guy that was highly recruited at quarterback. Was actually planning to come here and run track and field and do a high jump and things like that, and which he won the high jump championship in indoor and outdoor season as a freshman um, without even really practicing it. You know, he's just an athlete, and that, that's what's great about Tyree. And he's, he's grown up as a quarterback. He was an athlete playing a position, but now he's turning into a quarterback. And 
you know, it, it's I compared it a couple years ago when a guy named Steph Curry was in the league for basketball, and no matter what you did as a guard, you were going to be overshadowed by a guy named Steph Curry. And I think that's what's happening now is Tyree's been overshadowed by some of the gaudy numbers that Udinsky's putting up there at VMI and that air raid, a, a pass-oriented offense, and, and some of the numbers that Devlin Hodges is, is shattering, the records he's breaking there. You know, he gets overlooked sometimes. So, obviously, you're, you're coming into a year knowing I can have an outstanding year. I'm on the Walter Payton Award watch list, but I'm behind a guy like a Devlin Hodges, and, and, and nothing against and nothing taken away from Hodges. He is an outstanding quarterback and I think has an opportunity to, to go on to bigger and better things. But uh, Tyree has definitely been uh, uh, an exciting thing to watch on the field. And uh, when he's going, you know, he got banged up at Furman, was not himself the next two weeks, uh, especially by the numbers that he's putting up. But, but even then, you know, we put up 300-and-something yards at Sanford, and you still get kind of blown out in the ball game. So it's, it's a day and age that's changed. Um, you're not going to see 700 yards of offense every weekend. Although we actually kind of hope we do because that that means good things could happen for us. But um, you know, gone are the days where I think you go up and you put up 300 and score 40 points and don't win a ball game. And we've done that a couple of times this year. Um, so it's it's you know it's showing the ultimate team game and that you got to play all three phases of the game for four quarters and it all adds up to to uh, success for you. Daniel, Mike, Gallagher, thanks for taking some time to join us and getting out of that meeting early. Uh, Tyree Adams is a guy that's going to make everyone around him better. Who are some of the position players outside of Tyree that pose a threat for ETSU this weekend? Well, you look at it, and, and obviously for the last four years, we had a guy by the name of Detrez Newsom who's now playing with the uh, the Chargers, uh, got signed as an undrafted free agent. We had so many guys that were behind him that didn't get a chance to touch the football. Uh, Donovan Spencer, who we saw a season ago, ran wild with Detrez out of the lineup. Four touchdowns in that game uh, here against the Bucks uh, in Cullowee. But Connell Young was a guy that uh, we, we knew coming in, a product out of Greensboro, North Carolina, down the middle part of our state, that we knew was super talented but was not seeing the field because he was behind a guy wearing 21, talking about Newsom. And so we moved him to wide receiver last year. And I think it's been a great move for him because it's made him a better receiving running back this year. And he's made plays uh, coming out of the backfield or motioning out of the backfield and setting up in the slot or at a wide receiver position and, and is making plays that you're like, wow, that guy looks like a wide receiver, but he's playing, you know, he's listed as a running back. So, uh, you know, those guys right there, we're hopeful, you know, that uh, our offensive line is a veteran group. Uh, you've got a lot of redshirt uh, uh, seniors up there. You've got Grady Thomas, who's a sophomore on that line, that play well up front. Uh, big test because you've got a really good defensive front from ETSU coming in, and uh, so you're hoping that that leadership and that that experience. And that's the one word when you flip the defense that we haven't had is that that experience factor. But uh, you know, Connell Young at the running back position around Con, around the Tyree, and of course Donovan Spencer, Corey Holloway. You got three running backs that are three different types of backs, and you know we've been thrilled with Nate Mullen, who's come in a transfer from Charlotte. Uh, we've got some undersized receivers. We don't have the prototypical 6364 type of guys that are out there with blazing speed, but we've got some smaller backs and smaller receivers uh, rather that and if you look at a Brad Glenn offense when he was at Appalachian State, some of the best receivers he had were the guys that played the slot. Devon Folks was one of them that was a slot receiver, undersized perhaps, but was probably their best receiver on those teams that, that Brad Glenn coached when he was uh, the OC over at uh, at Appalachian State, but you know, uh, so those those are some of the names. You know, Connell Young will probably be the guy that will touch the ball the most out of the backfield. would like to think Donovan Spencer with the success he had a year ago. Different styles of running. Donovan's going to get to the edge and try to beat you with speed. Connell is going to try to run over you. Uh, Corey Holloway the same way. So uh, we're very, very, very talented on offense, I feel. Uh, I think as a unit, we probably have one of the best offenses in the league, top to bottom. Now, we don't have the stars um, per se at every position like some of the other teams in our league. But uh, we, we've had some success there on offense this year, that's for sure. You mentioned the defense and not to rehash some of the painful details of it, but 50 against or 50, uh, yeah, against VMI giving up, 44 against Furman, 66 against Sanford, and then 59 against Mercer. Is it the fact that the defense is just young and if not young, maybe just inexperienced in the fact that there's only three returners from last year? Well, that, that's that's a lot of it, uh, quite honestly. It's just youth. Uh, when you're starting a redshirt freshman and two true freshmen in your secondary, you know it kind of counteracts the fact that you've got a, a preseason All-American and Marvin Tillman in your back end there at safety. But uh, and you go back and look at it, quite honestly, guys. It's been big plays. And you look back last weekend, 
we gave up about seven big plays uh, to Mercer, and that accounted for close to you know almost 300 yards of offense in those seven plays. I mean, it was it was uncanny or 200 yards, 200 plus yards of offense in those seven plays. That and then the rest of the game, you kind of hold hold uh, hold serve. Um, we get out of the first quarter, and our offense has put up 213 yards of offense in the first quarter alone, while holding them to 66 yards. Difference is, we're only up seven nothing after one quarter, despite dominating play through the opening 15, and um, and then Mercer gets going, and then all of a sudden they find what they want to do, and they're playmakers, and then Mercer has got some dynamic playmakers, and their offensive scheme, and, and you know, Kalen Riley did a good job of managing the game and getting the ball in the hands of those playmakers, and you know, and all of a sudden it, it turns into a, a track meet there instead of a football game, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it has been on paper an ugly season, but we have seen guys do a lot of good things. You're talking about a team that last year in 12 total games, as we had the Hawaii game that canceled out our bye week in 12 games a year ago, had 21 sacks. Here we are six, seven games into this year, we're already at 19. So we're getting better push-up front. Our defensive line has played better. But it's hard to see that. It's hard to relay that when you look at the, the, the finished product and some of the numbers. So... Uh, we've definitely played better at times. We've played pretty ugly at times. Uh, but it's what you're going to take with a young team. And John Wiley, our D coordinator, and Mark Spear, our head coach, say, guys, you're going to make mistakes, but don't let it be an effort mistake. Control what you can control. And Coach's best saying this year has been, our will has got to be better than our skill. In other words, we've got to go out there and, and just refuse to lose kind of mentality. We're visiting with Daniel Hooker uh, with Western Carolina. Just a couple more questions. We'll let him run. And uh, Daniel, the one thing that impresses me uh, about West Carolina, and, and you tell me if you think this is fair or not, but you could get down 20, 21 points and the way the offense works and if it just started to click all of a sudden, I mean, you're really not out of the ball game, right? I mean, you, you could get down that quickly and all of a sudden a couple big plays right back in it. Uh, proof in the pudding is the Furman. We were down 21 points at halftime, made a big run there in the second half and got it back to a one-possession game. And then you just need that stop. You need that big play, and you need that turnover from your defense that, that we're not getting. We're not getting that spark on the other side. We're so predicated on getting out to a good start, but if we don't, like we did in Sanford, we were able to close it back in a 21-point game at halftime, and you're thinking, well, it's a lot like our game at Bristol. You talk about a team that gets something going positive right at the end of the half that carried over, and you guys did that in that win in that first SOCON game, and, um, you, you know, we just haven't had that push. We've gotten back to within – spent so much time I – mean, like basketball, spent so much time making that big run to erase the 10-point deficit that you can't get over and build a 10-point lead of your own, and that's what we've had. We've spent so much time making comebacks and trying to get there that we haven't had that push to get that big stop. You know, if you get one stop, you get one turnover, or, or then you get the offense that gets the ball back and – then they have an untimely three and out, that kind of thing. That you know, you're asking the defense right now. I feel like we're asking our offense to go out there and be perfect every time because our defense it's a lot like arena ball where you got to get me one or two stops and let the offense go do the rest. And we're not getting the stops that we need. But uh, I think with the the dynamic nature of our offense, the ability of our offensive players, led by our quarterback Tyree Adams, it gives us that chance that you never really feel out of a game. But it's one of those things that you can get very dejected easily when you get a big stop like we did against Mercer. Here we are about to go in with the lead at halftime. We kick it off back to them inside of a minute, and they take it 95 yards to the house for a special teams touchdown. So, again, you got to get all three facets playing on the same page at a high level for four quarters to add up to what can be a, a victory for you. And we just haven't put together a full game in all three areas uh, this year. Daniel, we appreciate the time. We'll see you over uh, Saturday at William B. Green Junior Stadium for the newly crowned Blue Ridge Border Battle yes. and the trophy and all that in West Carolina. Did, you guys did a great job of putting that yeah, uh, together. Awesome. We put that on display yesterday. So look forward, as always, to seeing you, my friend, Saturday. Hey, guys, I tell you what, there was no better day than when we learned that ETSU was coming back to the Southern Conference. A great fan base, a great trip for our fans. Love the, the interaction. Competitive on the field, competitive in the stands, but at the end of the day, uh, I think we're, we're, we're cut from the same cloth, uh, very similar, and uh, always enjoy with you guys. And looking forward to seeing the new digs, the new stadium, first time for us seeing that. Of course, 
Anytime y'all want to schedule a game back over at Bristol, I enjoyed that as well. So anytime y'all want to get that going again, we'll be more than happy to go over the last great Coliseum again. But, uh, hey, guys, appreciate you having me on. And, again, looking forward to a good weekend. All right, Daniel. Daniel. Thanks, buddy. All right, that's Daniel Hooker. We'll uh, step aside for a timeout. We'll go over our top 25. Trey Adams will join us. More Santos in the Sidekick. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Don't forget every day on Twitter you can uh, follow us. You can just go at Buck Sports Radio, at Buck Sports Radio. It'll be updated. So if you miss it, you don't subscribe to it, you can easily go back and listen to that week's show. We appreciate Daniel Hooker of the Western Carolina. When we come back, talk a little FCS Top 25 action with Trey Adams after a word from the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 19- 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye for all your printing needs. Top 25, yes. Trey, what do you have against Neckbeards? I, it's not that I have a problem with it. I just think there's a surplus of them in this area. and, and I, <laughs> I just think they, they, they need so to be a brilliant limit. way to put it. That is a so, brilliant way to put it. So, so there's like a quota. Once you get yeah. over a certain quota in an area, they're, they're no more. No more. Can't have it. That's but right. like a good hockey neckbeard playoff beard, you're fine. Well, to be, fair with, uh, to be fair with Trey here, I, I think that he makes a good point. There is a scarcity rule with everything, right? If there's too much of one thing, it kind of demeans the product, demeans the quality. It's one of those marketing things. You got a digital marketing degree. You should know this. And then if you have a few things and there's a couple of really good ones, you're like, wow, I really appreciate that. But if you walk down the street and you see 100 neck beards, you're going to be like, God, can we get rid of some of this facial hair? Yeah, there's just, uh, there's just an obsession of them with this, this area. They need to go. So that, uh, that's my hot take of the week. But before we get to the top 25, we haven't talked about the Blue Ridge Border Battle Trophy. Your thoughts? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, thought, really. I thought, it was, thought it was a good idea. They uh, made a video for it and everything. That was cool. Yeah, I, I thought the, they were very fair in the video making as well. Yeah, and, it was. Um, 
50-50, you couldn't tell. Beautiful shots of the, the Blue Ridge Mountain. It literally separates the two schools. So, big fan. You know, in college football, they just do that. They, they have trophies and things, and so, uh, big fan. Can you tell me, and Trey brought this up before the show. We were talking off air down in the studio. He was like, well, you know, ETSU, UNCG, and basketball is a pretty awesome rivalry. Why don't they play for a trophy? And I was like, well, it just doesn't really happen in basketball. But yeah. I didn't. I don't know why it doesn't happen in basketball. Why is it a thing in football and not in basketball? I think because you play twice. Uh, that's my guess. A, a you know, you only play once. Trey, we didn't there. think of that. It's a, but when you play a couple times a year, I think it's just different. And, and when they did most of those, there was no championship games. And uh, I mean, you can conceivably that was the championship. I understand, right? I mean, sense. that you just play and you got. Tro- and for West Carolina, they lost a trophy game and used to play. Uh, used to be the Moonshine Jug, and I think they changed it uh, because of the connotation of Moonshine with Appalachian State. They just played for a jug, but they always had a, a something they played for. Uh, with Appalachian State, kind of lost that. ETSU Western, as they got back in the league, Western was very interested in getting something going. First year did the tire breast motor speedway, but that's something that didn't make sense to keep doing. I kind of like go back that and one. Forth I, I kind of like that one, and you can go back every few years and play there for, I don't know, maybe the, do you think that they'll hybrid that trophy into something that's traded back and forth if they ever do go back to Bristol? Because that would be kind of cool if you go back every few years uh, maybe. and trade that trophy back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I mean, if they, if they, they have ever, no inside information. Yeah, I mean, we can talk to Landon Owen about that tomorrow. Okay. See his thoughts on that. Trey, uh, he can give us some inside information. Let's talk about how I was right. Uh, brilliant prediction last week on the show. Oh, uh, whatever. He, he okay, up. Jacob. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, Jay said seven teams in the top 25 that, would lose. And that that's was, like a bold prediction I want. I've, I've got another one on the board. That's, that's on the How pill, many were there? Were there a seven? process. That was seven. Uh, Nailed it. Wow, exactly. Exactly. I'll give you a consolation prize. But we look at the top 25. Of course, no surprise at who's number one, the Bison. Uh, staying at number one, they picked up a two-touchdown victory over Illinois State. Uh, sitting at number two, moving up, uh, would be Kennesaw State. They had a bye week last week. Number three, James Madison, also had a bye week. And then number four, Weber State, picking up a 10-point victory over Montana State. And then rounding out the top five, also had a bye week, was Eastern Washington. Guys, do you see any surprises in the top five? Well, it's a surprise that you get a bye week and you move up a bunch of spots, but that just tells you how many teams lost per your prediction, Jay Sandos. Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's clearly no shock in – the top five. Uh, and South Dakota State's loss was shocking for them dropping out. I'm sure you'll talk about that in a second. That was shocking. But other than that, no, the top five, every, one team drops out, everybody just moved up a slot. Yeah, and moving up to number six, uh, UC Davis uh, sitting at six and one. Uh, they picked up a 42-point victory over Cal Poly. And then we talk about South Dakota State. They dropped from 2-7 to seven after losing to Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa always a, a tough uh, test for anyone. They're so, pricey. And then uh, Illinois State gets South Dakota State this week, so that will be an interesting matchup. Uh, number 8 is Elon winning uh, over Richmond, 38-28. And then, of course, Wofford moving up to number 9 after uh, defeating ETSU, uh, 30 to 17, and rounding out the top 10 is Towson, picking up the 56-28 win over Albany. So, now we'll give you two shocks there, though. Uh, I think beginning of the year, no one in the world had UC Davis and Towson as top 10 teams. I think they're uh, on, especially out west, Davis and on the sort of northeast, if you will. Uh, I think those two are the biggest shocks. Yeah, and number 11, Illinois State, uh, dropping out of the top 10. Of course, they were one of the seven that lost. Uh, they lost to North Dakota State. Jacksonville State, uh, number 12, sitting at 5-2. and two. Uh, They also lost to Southern, uh, Southeast Missouri, 37-14. to 14. Number 13, the Central Arkansas Bears, 5-2. and two. They picked up a win over Northwestern State. Number 14, McNeese, another team that lost. They lost uh, 45-17. to 17. Uh, number 15, Stony Brook sitting at 6-2, and two, picking up a 52-14 win over Rhode Island. Uh, Colgate remains undefeated. They also had a bye week, so we'll see if that undefeated streak stays alive. Let's pause right there. An anonymous voter in the FCS Stats Top 25 told me that they voted Colgate 10 this week, even though they had a bye, because they are undefeated. Had them jumping seven spots. With those seven losses in the Top 25. And they said, didn't play. Seven didn't spots. Play. had them jumping seven spots. With, without, which, without playing. Yes, exactly. That's it's one exactly, thing yeah. if you had a big win and hey, you're like, you know what, big win, let's jump them six, seven spots. They didn't play any but jump But also, with the lack of movement that we usually see in the FCS stats poll, there's seemingly you'd have to beat a North Dakota State or a James Madison to move any more than four or five spots. He had about a bye week moving up seven spots. Okay, Trey, sorry. Speaking of big movers, Northern Iowa two weeks ago, they were out of the top 25. Last week they were 
uh, cracked the top 25, and this week they are 17th after so picking that big up move. Yep. at South Dakota State. And uh, they're a known name, right? Yeah, definitely. People uh, know who they are. They've won, so that's why. For yeah, they are, they are an FCS brand. Uh, North Carolina A&T coming in at number 18. They picked up a 35-10 win over Bethune-Cookman, getting back uh, into the win column. Number 19, Princeton, uh, representing the Ivy League well. They picked up an eight-point win over Harvard. Nichols sitting at number 20. They also had a bye week. Delaware at number 21. They win uh, over New Hampshire. North Dakota, another Dakota team. They were non-ranked last week, and they picked up a huge win over Sacramento State, propelling them into the top 25. Sam Houston State, they've kind of faltered a little bit. They were 14 last week, dropped to 23rd after losing to Lamar, 41-23. to Maine uh, it, coming in at number 24. They had a seven-point loss to William & Mary. And rounding out the top 25, ETSU looking to pick up a win over Western Carolina this week. That is a look at this week's top 25. If we beat Western, how many spots do we move up? Does it just depend on people above us? It it would, but uh, just judging by non-name recognition, you'd probably get back to about 21. I think that's fine. Jump four spots for now. It wouldn't make sense if you jump four spots for a home win over Western, and you jump four spots for a win against Citadel. Is that what we jumped? Four spots for the win against Citadel? Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. Well, and again, you're, you're looking at quality wins. You still got to look at teams that are over 500 that ETSU has beaten, and that's probably factoring into some of that as well. I don't like your negativity. You asked why. Yeah, positivity only. We don't deal in negativity at the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ah, what a show. Yep. All right. That'll do it. Thanks, Trey. On our top 25, we'll talk to him tomorrow when we'll have Lando's Land. Mystery guest? Mystery guest is in uh, what? Transit. In transit. Mystery guest is in transit. So we'll have one of those Whatever tomorrow. And we got <laughs> Trey's segment that nobody knows the name of. Bucks by Bites. Bucks by Bites? Bites by Bucks. Trade, eats All right, big know. thanks to Angry Man, who I'm pretty sure blew a blood vessel at some point in time today uh, out of his neck or yeah. forehead. I had I'm to not turn sure. the sauna down. I had to turn the air conditioning down in here. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it was, it was steaming in here. Out of control. And then uh, Daniel Hooker, West Carolina, good information Fantastic. on that. And of course, we talked about Top 25. So tomorrow, Sandos and the Sidekick will return. Another exciting episode. Don't forget to download SoundCloud and iTunes on the Buccaneer Sports Network.